Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Today, we are talking about the Alchemist job quest through level 50. So Alchemist is a crafting job, a disciple of the hand that makes lots of ingredients that are used by other crafters, but they have minimal final products. So um, you will make a lot of the kind of intermediary parts like uh, your quicksilvers and your glues, growth formulas, your natrons, all those things. But the the final products for Alchemist are, I feel like they're kind of comparatively fewer than other jobs. Yeah, for sure. Um, we make grimoires. And um, sometimes they will make wands and staves. Yeah. And then, of course, a lot of potions. A lot of potions. Ink? Going back to the previous category. Yes. No, pretty pretty vital. So potions are very important in end game content. You want to use the stat boosting ones, especially during things like Savage, sometimes Extreme 2, to give yourself a DPS boost and either beat DPS checks in general, slash Enrage, or just hopefully skip some mechanics. Beyond that, I recommend packing a stack of healing potions for emergencies. Those have definitely saved me on more than one occasion. And then if you're a caster, a stack of ethers. Usually you can self-sustain your spells with um, the meditation ability and if you're a black mage with the umbral ice. However, that goes out the window for resurrections as the raise spells tend to be very MP hungry. And if you're a healer or if you're a summoner or a red mage and you find yourself called upon to raise several people, if you're having a rough run of whatever content you're doing, that will tap out your MP very fast. And you want to pop an ether to keep raising people and hopefully avoid a wipe. Pop an ether as soon as you are resurrected. <laughs> so you can get back in the game. Summon your carbuncle. Yeah. And I tend to carry spine drops on me, which cures paralysis, which is a terrible condition. Oh, that's a that's a great idea. Yeah, um, especially uh, it is caused by field mobs and lower level dungeons a lot. Unfortunately, for end game group content, you usually cannot cure the paralysis or other effects they give you. So um, it, it's mostly applicable in kind of field stuff except for deep dungeons same goes for echo drops which cure silence if you've run deep dungeons and you stepped on one of those silence traps you are fucked unless you're packing some echo drops yep for physical jobs though you're out of luck for 30 seconds while that ticks down so hope you're not doing a big pull longest 30 seconds of your life yep <laughs> as a note for consumables for the stat boosting ones and for healing stuff, whatever, making them high quality just boosts the potency of the consumable. So it heals more, increases your stats by more, whatever. But for the ones that are kind of binary, like the Echo Drops, the high quality potions will have a lower cooldown on the potion. So you can chug more in a shorter time period, which normally doesn't really matter, but sometimes it will. And when it matters, you'll definitely care. <laughs> that you're packing high quality. Mm -hmm. Story-wise, 
Alchemy got its start in Uldah in a lead into gold type fashion, eternal life, etc., etc., miracle working snake oil. But eventually, the trade transitioned into functional medicines. So the Alchemists Guild was founded in Uldah, where they are able to, quote, research what they please without persecution, which is very ominous, also appropriate for Uldah, a capitalist dystopia. <laughs> Whatever makes that money. Yeah, so here we are at the Alchemist's Guild in a weird little rando corner in Uldah. We're like shoved right next to the uh, the, the, the Sultan Sworn offices, right? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, every other guild is like chilling next to each other. You know, they got like some kind of in crowd going on and the Alchemists are relegated to the outskirts. I feel like what that's fuck? for their own benefit to avoid persecution. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> it keeps them a bit safe from the people they victimize. Um, yeah, and I feel like, you know, strength potions, mind potions, that seems like something the, the Sultan Sworn would want all the time. So, fine. Anyway, so here we are. Yeah, we want to make potions and stuff, and we talk to the receptionist, um, Dietrich. And he gives us, you know, the history of the guild, blah, blah, and asks if we're ready to do the science or like, or whatever it is. And we're like, yeah, definitely. And uh, of course, the last thing we have to do is meet the guild master, the old meet the GM. In the receptionist spiel, they also warn us to make sure that we do not besmirch the guild's reputation as they have worked hard to win the trust of the masses. What's not mentioned is that they abused said trust for years prior, which is why they need to win this trust in the first place. Right. We're not interested in being some weird underground witchcraft sort of organization. Anymore. Anymore. What we do is legitimate. It has, um, you know, very... Every corner of polite society in Eorzea needs alchemy in some way. Uh, whether you're leatherworking or making food or spinning wool, you're going to need an alchemist. So, cool. All right, like, we're down. Let's go meet this guildmaster. His name is Severian. Um, he's got the... what an, an Eorzean version of a lab coat... A magnifying monocle on his face. Like, you know, he looks the part. He is like the epitome of a mad scientist. His hair is white and disheveled. It's like a light blonde. Yeah, he's not beaten. Beaten has white hair. Uh, Severian has blonde hair. It's short, but it's kind of like Yahoo serious. It's kind of like all out. Just like... Um, and he's not super pleasant to talk to right away. He's annoyed that we interrupted him. Um, he's annoyed at Dietrich for sending us to interrupt him. Yeah, as soon as we walk up to him, he demands his imp wings from us. Like, that's not us, man. How about you turn around and see that we're a person? He's got no time for that kind of nonsense, Jen. Yeah, so, you know, um, he's just like, blah, 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 I don't care who you are. Um, oh, you're here to become a member of the guild? Uh, I'm not interested. And then suddenly the thought dawns on him that we can do things for him. Okay, great. Yes, welcome to the guild. Glad to have you aboard. Uh, make me some distilled water. Okay. 
So that's really easy. We take we you can get some muddy the, okay, the shit you can get at the guild supplier here is crazy. It's like the longest list of stuff you can buy. And I'm sure I've said it before on this podcast. If you're looking for some lower level crafting mats and you don't want to go, you know, fight a bunch of ked traps or whatever for your shit um, or gather a bunch of scorpions or spiders or vipers, just go to the guild supplier at the Alchemist Guild. They'll probably have it. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, um, so we make distilled water from muddy water, the simplest of concoctions or processes in alchemy. It's using a water shard, an elemental water shard to purify it. And our Alembic. That's it. But, you know, uh, Severian asks us, do you feel that shiver of satisfaction when you bring something to its purest form? Um, Like, this seems really simple, but distilled water is the basis for so many things. And then he goes on and on about the thrill of alchemical transformations. Just every time you show him anything whatsoever, he just gets so psyched about alchemy. The possibilities are endless. We don't know what alchemy is or isn't capable of. He thinks like if you can dream it, the solution is alchemy. So we did the thing and now he sends us off to go and become a more useful apprentice to him. Lackey. AKA level up. Before we return, a few notes about Severian. So this guy was born into privilege, his family having ties to the syndicate, and he was encouraged to pursue alchemy. However, his interest in the field has gone beyond just like a way to monetize his studies. He has a full-on obsession, and he neglects all else, including his own well-being, in pursuit of his studies. Speaking of neglect, he neglects his manners when we return, as he forgets who we are entirely. Yeah, he doesn't care what our name is. He really doesn't. He thinks that we're just some random here to hassle him about something, until we clarify, no, we're actually your new apprentice. Oh, right. Don't tell me your name, though, because I don't have room for that kind of BS in my brain. Okay. So the next task is to make three bottles of antidote. Many alchemy recipes produce goods in batches of three. So this is actually just one craft to make three of the things. And we make the antidote from rock salt and a viper. Just buy a snake from the guild. Yep. Uh, a whole cage of poisonous snakes. Also, um, venomous. Venomous snakes. Nice save. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we make the antidote. It's fine. Now, Severian will try it on some test subjects. And of course, they'll be poisoned first. Obviously, it's dumb of us to do. Well, yeah. How are we going to antidote them if they're not like, you know, pre-antidoted? Yeah. (laughs) Pre-antidoted meaning poisoned. Right. Yeah. Whatever. We have learned the second principle of alchemy, making a helpful compound by combining a mundane and lethal component. Yeah. Just like too much medicine can be poisonous. Some poison can become medicine. Look at that. Alchemy is amazing. Woo. We get our offhand item now, the mortar, and off we go to level up. When we return, Severian is bristling because the guild wants him to do actual work. As if he, the guild master, should stoop so low. But we're here, so we can do it for him. We need to complete an order of 12 lumps of beeswax, 
which we craft from beehive chips, which we buy from the supplier. Easy. So we make the things, they're passable. But the important thing, though, is that we did the work and not him. Yay! This is a grand arrangement. So good. Love it. (laughs) And he starts wondering, if we've saved him so much time already, what if he invests his time in making us a better alchemist? Right. So he's considering promoting us from simple lackey to actual assistant. Like the thought, you know, as he's going on about our beeswax skills, blah, blah, blah. He's, uh, of course, thinking about himself and what it is that he's doing and his goals. And realizing that if we were um, um, a higher, a higher leveled alchemist, we could do more to help him in his personal pursuits than just simply being like a gopher. So yeah, so the the suggestion that we work on ourselves and get better educated, um, it's this is purely a selfish motivation for him, which is, you know, par for the course, whatever, but fine. We return later. Severian is annoyed at our interruption, as is customary now, even though he's himself falling asleep at the work table. Right now, though, he's too busy and tired for details. Just make him a potion of intelligence and a potion of dexterity. Go. We go and make them, come back, hand them over, and we have done tolerably well. And uh, Severian goes on to lecture us about how the main catalyst of the intelligence potion is the life essence found in Beastkin's blood. The dexterity potion uses bat fangs, which is an Eastern technique which we have willingly adopted. Look at us. And because we've done so well with our accomplishments, thanks to his instruction, of course, we now get the privilege of delivering the potions to his customer. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the customer, um, she's at the Gladiators Guild, and she has apparently been waiting for this order for quite some time, which makes total sense. Uh, it's not like Severian was on top of it or gave a shit. Um, <laughs> she was like, you know, I have expected these vials to be full of like useless garbage. Um, but hey, no, you actually did a thing. Great. Um, and considering all the stories I've heard of Severian, I'm actually kind of relieved it wasn't him making the delivery because he seems kind of wacky. You know, just this super rich kid who is so involved and obsessed with this, you know, his singular little pet projects. Um, Yeah, there's just like rumors floating around about this guy all over the place. He's just weird. Anyway, thanks for the stuff. She also says that the vials that these come in are woefully under... Decorated. She needs to find a way to spruce them up before she gives them to her pet gladiator, Franz the Fair. I'm Franz. I'm Hans. We head back to the guild and Severian is almost falling asleep. He forgot about our errand entirely. So now that we're kind of moving on to quote unquote assistant status, Severian is just basically giving us his jobs. So we're in charge of like fulfilling actual client requests because, you know, he's doing his thing. Another client is uh, an arcanist. You want to know his name? I don't know his name. Name doesn't matter. He wants a grimoire melded with materia. He didn't say what kind, so who cares? An engraved grimoire. An engraved hard leather grimoire. This is our normal materia tutorial. Baby's first materia melding yeah, for alchemist. Yeah, it's the level 20. Go, t- go talk to Mutamix, do the whole thing. Yep. 
This item also is one of those where you have to make the base item and then upgrade it, which is always a pain, especially because you can't actually use the base item from your armory chest. So you've got to make the thing, put it in your inventory, and then you use the thing to make the next thing. Yeah, I remember trying to figure that out in the very beginning. Like you have to, you have to use this old, this this crafted item to make this other crafted item. Um, and so, like, I'm like, okay, how do I fucking do that? And like, trying to just, I don't know. It, it's a little clunky that we have to do it. It is not a good system, and they have dropped it in all future content. So anyway, um, we need to make the the grimoire, and we need to meld materia to it. Severian. <laughs> Ever the optimist. He's like, by the way, this recipe takes a U-log. You will not be able to find that in the market stalls. This is something you're going to have to do by uh, becoming a botanist or uh, shopping the market board. Like, he's just gross. Uh, work. Uh, we, we make the thing. It's not a problem. And again, you know, oh, wow, good job. You can deliver it to the guy. So we do, and the Arcanist is very complimentary. You know, <laughs> this is the stuff we would like from our guildmaster, but whatever. But Severian makes him explain how it works to us for our education. Sure, yes. The Arcanist accommodatingly explains that the arcane geometries in this tome are used in arcanistry, and the ink is especially important as it channels the Arcanist's strength. Correct. A well-made grimoire um, is going to have a really uh, potent ink in it so to help, you know, channel the etheric energies, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm convinced. That sounds that sounds reasonable. Um, he also calls us a master alchemist <laughs> in front of Severian. Which pisses off Severian. It, I don't think it pisses him off. It doesn't piss him off. He's he, he he's like, oh, well, obviously the arcanist is, oh, isn't he cute? He called you a master alchemist. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But you you are doing quite well. So next step, pretty much the same as the pattern so far. Severian is being made to do real work for the guild, so he gives us his work to do. We have to make a high-quality natron. Natron is a salt used in preserving food and leatherworking and also glassmaking. Our natron is a pinch of powdery magnificence. We may be doomed to make natron forever because we're so good at it. Oh no, job security. Uh. This is part of why alchemists are now accepted by the general populace. We can make things like this, which are used by everyone. And so it gives Severian more leeway with his crazy research. Yep. Oh, like, yeah, so much of this quest line so far has been void of anything interesting. Really. I mean, Severian is interesting, sort of. All right, he's an eccentric arrogant uh single-minded character uh not unique well, sorry he's buddy. a caricature so far pretty much right it's like wah, wah, wah. and like make some stuff turn it in make some stuff turn it in G witness yet another example of my eccentricities but jen after just one more task we will be deemed good enough to assist him in his ascent to the pinnacle of alchemy so that next quest comes around and the new task is to make three flasks of a weak binding, blinding potion. We should not flinch from poison, as if one wishes to learn the art of preserving life, one must become intimate with death and destruction. Also, he's like, um, this client is 
one of the gangs <laughs> that runs around Ulda, a gang member came in and was like, I need some blinding potions. And Severian was like, okay. He even tells us that these flasks have the potential for all manner of dastardly deeds. So go give them to some criminals, which... He doesn't doesn't care. We head to Pearl Lane, which is the market-adjacent street in Ulda, where the refugees all kind of loiter and hang out. It's the seedy underbelly of Ulda. So if you're a gang member, if you're a shifty merchant, if you're a, yeah, if you're homeless, if you're a refugee, this is where you're going to hang out. Our contact is a pink-haired Mikote named Wabulia. And she has apparently set up a sting operation, being a member of the Sultan Sworn. So we give her the potions and she's like, what? Damn it. Why did he go along with this request? He was supposed to say no. Could I have made it any more obvious that this was a bad idea? Right. He, he, just, he just doesn't care. But we're not in trouble for reasons. Oh, sure. This was, I mean, she half expected Severian probably to make the delivery or... It was either that or he just wouldn't, she was hoping he wouldn't. He would just refuse the request because. What had happened is that she is undercover with a gang known as the Velvet Hands who are going to use the potions in a heist against the palace. (laughs) I gather that another gang member went to order the potions and then she stepped in to receive them. Right. Just in case Severian was dumb enough to make them. Yeah. Which. And he was. I wouldn't call it. He just probably didn't care. He's like, sure. No. I'll, yeah. He's just oblivious. One more task to do before like, I'm free to do my crazy research. Yeah. He doesn't have the bandwidth to qualify these orders. Wabulia remarks, though, that Severian has become especially oblivious since the calamity, though she doesn't tell us why. Instead of arresting us, she gives us a message for Severian. Cease this insane quest of yours. My sister would never countenance this destructive behavior. I will have Wanaha returned to me. So if we read between the lines here, Severian has some plans for Wabulia's dead sister. Is it Wanaha or Wanaja? Uh, Wanaja. Oh, okay. You're right. I I read the J as an H. Fair. So this took a weird turn. Severian's got some some lady hidden away. We tell Severian the news. (laughs) In Severian's words... The cold-hearted and conniving Wabulia. Or rather, he will keep Wanaha's body from her Wanasha. so that- God damn it. I don't, I don't know why I have the H in my head. <laughs> he will keep Wanaja's body so he might tell her and then he gets all emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. But anyway, we are now promoted to assistant. Oh, so good. So congrats. And now, if we are slightly genre aware, we can infer that Severian wants to bring Wunaja back to life. Mad scientist. Yep. Dead lover, etc., etc. <laughs> when we return, Severian is fed up with interruptions from the guild. And he wants us to talk to poor Dietrich, the receptionist, to put a stop to them. The lie and the witch, the audacity of this bitch. So the guild is in business to fulfill orders, right? Right? And this guy is all like, I am sorry. I am just so busy with my stuff. I cannot countenance these interruptions anymore. If you can tell my office manager to stop taking orders and then giving them to the guild members, that would be amazing. Because I've tried telling him this. He doesn't listen to me. So maybe he'll listen to you. 
well, this is stupid, but we go do it. Like, hey, Dietrich, if you could not take orders anymore. And Dietrich is like, all right, we're just, we are so fucking sick of his shit. We were willing to look past it, all right? We understand that in the calamity, he lost his one and only true love. And ever since then, he has been totally not himself, obsessed with this weird project that he's been working on. But, you know, at this point, our patience is wearing thin. Like, it's almost, we're just, we're almost fucking done. No, I'm not going to stop taking orders. But we, because we're here, we can take on the latest commission, which is a vial of high ether. Severian says, sure, please do handle this task for me. It's very magnanimous of him. Yes. We make the high quality ether. We show it to Severian and he loves it. And he goes on for a bit about how spellcasters chugging ethers can fuel barrages of spells, like some certain Lothafell thaumaturges. Didn't didn't they like, they went to, I don't remember how they did that. They made us get the crate and then they, they drank them all and made us apologize. Oh, that they, right. To the, to the angry merchants at the front. Yeah. Because they're like sheepishly, oh, we drank all your stuff. We're sorry. Anywho, for some reason, Severian takes this like quote unquote final order for high ether like this 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 is the last hurdle before we can be completely free of our guild obligations and focus solely on his weird experiment that he's doing i don't know where he got that but that's that's what he's operating under so now that we've we've created we've done the high ether we've delivered it now we're done we're done forever we can finally do the thing that he wants to do. So when we return to him, we find him delirious with triumph. He's just cackling to himself. He's done it. He's done it. His heart's desire shall be fulfilled. We just need to make these three high potions of strength. And then I'll achieve the ultimate alchemical technique. Which is, you know what? I don't I don't want to you know, bore you with a lengthy uh, description of what this is. Just go ahead and uh, get me the stuff. And then I'll show you. I won't tell you. I'll, I'll show you what it is. Oh, boy. We make the high potions and we show them off. Severian is pleased. He's gone from kind of, sure, this is a thing that you did, to being exhilarated by our alchemical triumphs. And everything we show him just gets him giddy with the love of alchemy. These concoctions could imbue the scrawniest of men with a strength rival Rolger himself. These all but assure our success. Success with what, you ask? Well, it'll be faster to make an exhibition. But first, he needs uninterrupted focus for five levels. So we leave and come back. But he's now frantic. There is some fatal flaw in his process. Should Severian resort to thaumaturgy? No. That will raise naught but a mockery of life. Quick assistant, bring me three mega potions of exceptional quality, intelligence, mind, and vitality. And then his persona breaks here for a moment. Please, he begs, my friend, I need your help. Yeah, this is this is the first actual moment of earnest vulnerability uh, we've had with Severian. Yeah, no, this is this is an obsession. Like he needs this. To, to literally sleep at night. Um, there is nothing else on this earth that could be more important than what he's doing. And he's just, he's at his wit's end. But he's so close 
So um, we make the stuff and we turn him in and he's like, okay, so the three potions you have made along with the mega potion of strength I have made. The incomparable mega potion of strength. Of course. Yes, all of these are going to be used in order to resurrect the dead. Our character takes a step back in shock, though I would like to think that we're humoring him as I hope we've put together the pieces from the barrage of supplemental evidence we've heard so far. Though even then, in our wildest imagination, I don't think we could legitimately assume that what he's trying to do is create a potion that will bring back the dead. You don't Until think so? it comes out of his mouth, we can still have plausible deniability that that's what he's actually doing. Plausible deniability, yes, but also he's got the body. He's obsessed with a dead person. He's working on some sort of alchemical triumph. What else would it be exactly besides raising the dead? Also it could be, on it brand could be fucking for anything. mad scientist. No, like sure, it looks like that. But until the words come out of his mouth, the reality of that is not, that's not, it's not touching us. And until we're sitting in front of him, he's like, yes, I am literally trying to resurrect my girlfriend. Were you truly shocked by this, Jin? Or no, no, are no, you... no, no, no. Okay. But like, I'm, I am immersing myself as my character in this game, doing these these tasks. You know, having this job, working for this man in a world that is like concrete and real, and where resurrecting the dead is not something that has been possible. And like, just like us in you know actual Earth, um, where people have searched for the the fountain of youth. Um, turning, you know, like fucking uh, Newton, trying to find a way to turn lead into gold, uh, finding a way for, um, to bring back the dead. We have, you know, cryogenic preservation. Like, we're all trying this same shit. And so it, like, yeah, we hear about that all the time. And after so many thousands of years of, of human existence, it's just, one, we, uh, we know that it's not something that is going to happen. It's just not fucking possible in the realm of, in, in the reality that we live in. So to be in a room standing in front of a physical person who says, I have found a way to resurrect the dead. And then all of this past context comes into view and the the weight of this moment. Yeah, my character is going to take a step back. Maybe this is my salty to your sweet, Jen, but I feel like so much track has been laid for this revelation that we're already on the train I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying like the actual real human experience of that moment. It's easy to see it laid out in a book like I know where this is going. But to experience that in real life is a totally different situation. Okay. Well, okay. After this revelation, he goes on to emphasize that he believes in alchemy's potential. It is both the cause of his regret and now it is the source of his salvation. His next revelation is that the Mikote that we met earlier, Wabulia, is the sister to Wanaja, who is Severian's true love. Yes. Also shocking to Jen. Not at all shocking to Jen. Like, we know, we knew this. Dietrich told this to us, like, a couple of quests ago. We know he has her body. Like, we know all these things. He will see her again. He will not rest until he can tell her the one thing that she must know. And we're at level 50. <laughs> Severian has isolated the flaw. Resurrecting the body was not enough. He needs an anchor to bind her spirit. 
a memento that she would recognize, but he has nothing of the sort. He wonders, though, if her sister has a keepsake. He then stumbles, like, he takes a step forward and slumps. Uh, He hasn't slept in ages. Yeah, he's on the verge of collapse. This guy hasn't slept in probably, like, four days. But he will not stop working until this is complete. So we go off to see Wobulia. And we find her once again in her her corner. Yeah, her Her sting corner in Pearl Lane. She obviously also misses her sister. And she kind of recalls back their shared history where they were once insatiable wanderers, traveling the world and practicing the arts of conjury. In Ulda, though, they found a home. And Wanaja met Severian, and she became enamored with his childlike passion for alchemy. But she died, as we know, during the Calamity. Wabulia had joined the Allied forces, and Wanaja joined her, and perished during that event. Back to the present, Wobulia tells us that she has no memento either, but even if she did, she wouldn't give it to us. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm not enabling this crap. To avoid being hassled by Severian endlessly until she gives him something, she says maybe the adventurer fan club that knew Wanaja back in the day might know something about a memento. Bother them, not me. Sounds good. So we ask around at the quicksand. This is a very funny step because of the specificity of the responses. We <laughs> talk to three adventurers. One of them's like, yep, I, I knew Wanaja. She was great. And then the other two is like, hmm, she had a wand, a rosewood wand. And then the third's like, she had a wand. Don't recall what it was, but it had a materia, a level three quick tongue materia. Yeah. So in one case person, you want to know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like the first person, she's like, I don't remember much, but I remember like her like thing that she carried had a level three quick tongue materia on it. I'm like, oh, okay. Take the notes. All right. So we're going to make this fucking wand. I was very pleased that our character figured it out themselves and did not have to go back to Severian to say, all of her friends said this. What do you think it means? Right. <laughs> so we just take it upon ourselves to make this fucking wand, imbue it with the same materia she had. And we, 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 we're good at stuff, right? So we make an exact replica of Wanaja's wand. And it fools Zaverian too. He thinks it's hers. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We, do, we did it. But at the same time, it's so fucking close. This will do the job. So Zaverian takes... Okay. 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 So here we are. We're in the Alchemist's Guild offices, right? There's there's receptionists, the suppliers, the apprentices, the other uh, guild members. We're all in here working. Let's just assume it's after hours, right? Everybody's gone home. And this is when Severian starts the <laughs> ritual <laughs> and pulls out Wanaja's body out of somewhere lays her out on his table, the table he's been standing at this entire time, just inside the guild, whatever. And she's perfectly preserved. Wanaja is a red-haired Mikote who is wearing just a chemise. Severian takes the wand from us and places it next to Wanaja's body on his table. And it starts to glow. There's something going on here. As soon as that starts to happen, Wabulia walks in and she says that this isn't going to work out the way he thinks it is. She is she is dead and gone. This is a fool's errand. 
And there's probably a little bit of, you know, she's protecting herself here as well. Because, I mean, this is this is fucked. This is really fucked. Like, he hasn't returned her sister's remains. She thinks this whole thing is insanity, as we all would when somebody claims that they can resurrect the dead. You know, and not just somebody who is freshly dead. Someone who's been dead for five fucking years. And she's like, stop fucking please stop with this this is ridiculous this is unhealthy this is insane give her back to me and he's like i i refuse uh the process has already begun and she's like that's it you leave me no choice and she pulls out her staff and starts to like you know conjure up a you know a a stone too or something when a soft voice enters the chat and says stop Wubulia stands down and walks over to the table and Wanaja has regained consciousness and says, like, please stop fighting you two. As if, as if she hasn't been gone more than five minutes. Um, I'm sure she had to do this a lot when she was alive. Like, you two, please stop bickering, whatever. Severian doesn't turn around right away. Wubulia walks up to her sister and I'm like, I'm sure, you know, obviously he heard her speak and he continues to hear her speak, but it takes him a second to turn around and look at her. She looks at Severian and tells him that he looks terrible. Clearly he hasn't been speaking. Have He hasn't been sleeping. Have you been up all night with your experiments again? Uh, Severian responds, he's, uh, he's, yes, yes, uh, I was working on something very very important but i've i'm done now and i need to i need to tell you something i am sorry and i think this is this isn't something that we expected him to say you know when he says like i need to tell her one last thing like we all thought maybe um that it would be you know like i you know i love you or or something like that so that you know he can rest easy knowing because a lot of a lot of people, when they lose someone, they regret not having that final, like, you know, something you would never think you would have to say because you don't expect them to die unexpectedly. So these, like, these are words unsaid and they will haunt you like they've haunted him. And Wabulia is very surprised at what it is that he needed to say to her by way of an apology. And he continues, the entire time we were together, you would just listen to me blather on and on and on about my work and my research and i there are so many different ways i could have made you happy and i want you please forgive me which is there's yeah there's a, there's a whole lot there um like I, anyway um and she reaches her hand up to his face and says that that is she's like that passion is what i love most about you and he, he reaches up his hand to touch hers and that's when she finally dissolves into ether so um wabulia is taken aback by this whole series of events but severian takes this all in stride it's like he expected only to have a moment of life before this happened he says that Wanaja will never be gone while he is here to remember her. And he offers the wand that we made as a keepsake to Wabulia. The body is now gone, 
but it's still been touched by her sister's spirit. And as to him, his regrets are now laid to rest, and he may even sleep in a bed tonight. <laughs> so the scene ends for back in, in the guild during business hours. Severian is immediately energized by this achievement. He is ready for new pursuits, and now that he's not so consumed by this one achievement, he may even take on the guild's work without complaint. And he asks what we will do next. For us, the possibilities are endless. The end. Yeah, it's like he has he has totally new energy now. He, he's not like forlorn or anything like that. It's it's like he knew exactly how this was going to pan out. This is exactly how he wanted it to pan out. He said what he needed to say. He heard what he needed to hear. Now he can fucking move on. And he is so excited about everything that he can that he can do. So what do you think, Jen? Do you think that this obviously this ending had touched you? But also, it feels like this is a guy who is enacting unhealthy behaviors, and he is kind of rewarded in a cosmic sense for his behaviors. Yeah. I mean, for the romantics among us, uh, this was all a worthwhile endeavor. Is that you? <laughs> Not really, because in the end, it was very selfish of him. This is something that was eating away at him, something that he felt he needed to say, and he honestly if you know someone that well he and again this is very easy to say but this isn't necessarily how we feel that you know he should he should have no regrets um unless he you know in they had like an argument or something and he needed to make good on or not make good but um you know like he needed forgiveness for saying something terrible in a moment of uh, in, a, in a moment of anger, and then she went off to battle, and he never got to, you know, make it right, um, which isn't what happened here. So it was more like he he didn't, I don't know, ex extend uh, a little bit of grace on her end. Like, yes, he, like, it's almost like he didn't understand why she loved him. So he felt he still needed to apologize. And so this was this was all really in service to his insecurities. And like, that's not great, but again, the hopeless romantics among us will, you know, forgive him that. This reminded me of the Arcanist quest line, actually. Um, as you might recall, the main character there, she was all about these plans and stratagems and so on. And then her confidence was shaken in the middle of the quest line. But the finale, though, that had her essentially doubling down on her controlling, you know, micromanaging bullshit. So her takeaway from that was that she can keep doing what she's been doing, but even worse, that is kind of treated like a happy ending to that quest line. And I feel like the same thing happened here, where this person has been acting insufferably, and I'm sure that despite this exchange, he was part of a one-sided relationship to his benefit back when Wanaja was alive. But the moral of the story as it's presented here is that it's okay to have your head stuck in this work and to ignore all else because I, the one person whose opinion you seem to care about, think that's okay for you. Like, it, it feels like the bad thing is actually good in this scenario. It just happened to work out, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it is not healthy to hold on to the corpse of your girlfriend for five years to be a guildmaster and completely shirk your duties and refuse to involve the family of the deceased and not work out your shit with therapy instead of trying to bring them back from the dead. Yeah, none of that's healthy. So, you know, this is like, you know, kind of applying a little bit of not really suspension of disbelief, but looking at this through the lens of like kind of the fairy tale lens. Because otherwise, it's, yeah, it's it's super fucked up. It's super fucked up. Again, in, in the context of Eorzea and Heidelin and a, and a world that is imbued with with magic, um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's problematic, but at the same time, it is kind of, it, I mean, it, it fucking got me. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that opportunity, right? To, to speak to someone who has passed on for even like 30 seconds to, you know, to say these things. Even though like deep down, you know, they knew that you, you know, acted selfishly or that you, you, you actually loved them the whole time. Like they know that. So we just ruminate in this, in the years, you know, after their passing. And that's just, that's just human nature. Um, it's the nature of grief and mourning. Um, and this guy couldn't move past it. He had to, he had to dig his claws in and control that whole scenario. And eh. So ignoring the morality of this story, in terms of structure, the way it's kind of laid out is that it's a whole bunch of nothing, mm-hmm. except for Severian being Severian for 30 levels, like it often is for crafting quests. And then I feel like there there are no twists and turns even once the story gets going. It feels like it's flat, yep. then a slight slope, and then a huge pit at level <laughs> 50. And and that's it. This was not at all engaging for me nah. until the final scene. And the final scene is done well. Um, I will fully acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. That, that whole scene is great. It's very powerful as it's presented. But it also, in a way, it feels like it's not earned by the story that precedes it no the buildup was not appropriate at all so it feels kind of like a cheap gut punch or a cheap heart punch in a way because of how it kind of drops the weight of the scene on you from a bunch of nothing beforehand yeah it's almost like they should have brought up the fact that you know he was trying to find a way to resurrect the dead from the beginning there was no like there was he wasn't doing it for himself or for a particular person in his life. He was just doing it because the thrill of the chase, right? The thrill of the hunt of alchemy, the experimentation, the whatever. Um, and then through speaking to people ad- adjacent to him, we can finally dig up that he was doing this because he lost the love of his life. Yeah. Like, plant that seed right away because you can't just be like, make a potion, deliver a viper, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then, like, 35 fucking levels in, we're raising the dead. We're raising his dead girlfriend. It's, it, like, it, it, it was not a surprise. There was no twist. It just laid itself out very nicely. But again, the, it's so fucking, like, back heavy. It just felt, yeah, man. Just, it's all trunk, no car. 
There you go. You got a big trunk? Severian does. But I'm going to put my quest in it. Ew. It's got room. Any other thoughts on this quest, Jen? <sighs> nope. Okay. Next time, we'll be visiting the Zemail Darkhold Dungeon. Alrighty, well that will do it for today's episode. Thank y'all for listening, of course. Uh, thank you so much. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. And now, the Discord. Check the show notes for the link. Join. Do all that good stuff. And with that, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And we will see you next time.